Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hi, Connor. Hey, Brittany. So today we have one of my favorite moms in the world. Not my mom, but somebody else's mom. Her name is Anna Martin. You can find her on Instagram as the Libertarian Homeschooler. So she is, I've met her and her kids and her husband, just amazing, amazing homeschool mom. Had the opportunity to spend some time with her in Atlanta. So Anna, welcome to our podcast. I am so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. So we talk a lot about alternatives to the public school system on the show. And you are, I I love watching what you do with your kids and all the things they're involved with. So as kind of a starter question, I would like to ask, what made you want to start homeschooling? What what got you into this world? I knew that I wanted to have um, my children at home with me before I even had my children. Even before I met my husband, I knew that if I had children, that I was going to homeschool them. In fact, um, when even before we went on our first date, um, I told my husband, who was not my husband at the time, <laughs> um, I wasn't even dating him. I said, well, you know, if I have children, I'm going to homeschool them. <laughs> it was important enough that I wasn't going to go out on a date with him even <laughs> if, if he wasn't going to homeschool his children. So, wow. <laughs> um, so that's how long that's how long I've been homeschooling my children or thinking about it. Now, let me, let me ask you, Anna, what, what kind of prompted that? Like in my case, I was, I was public schooled. Mm-hmm. I didn't even really know about homeschooling at all. And uh, I came across, and we've talked about it before, uh, John Taylor Gatto's book, uh, Dumbing Us Down. Yes. And for me, when I read that, I was like, okay, like I was also single and I was like, you know, I know the moms do most of the work in homeschooling, but I really hope to marry someone who's open to this. So, so in your life, like, were you homeschooled or what kind of prompted you to think about these alternatives? I wasn't homeschooled at all. And in fact, I thought that I would be sending my children to Montessori school when I was younger. I thought that's just what I would do. But I met someone who was homeschooling her kids and it was very attractive And I thought, oh, she has her children at home. And I remember sitting in a school and feeling like I was wasting a lot of time. And it didn't seem like her children felt like they were wasting time at all. They were doing what they wanted to do, what they were interested in, when they wanted to do it, and to the degree to which they wanted to do the thing. And I thought, oh, that's really good. I like that a lot. So um, that was a few years before um, I went out on that first date with um, with my now husband, and um, he didn't know anything about homeschooling, but he, he too read John Taylor Gatto because I handed the book to him. <laughs> and many, many a dad has been converted by our good friend, oh, yeah. John Taylor Gatto. So I would like to know, because one thing I love about your Instagram and even your Facebook is just showing us what a day in your life looks like and, and watching it. It's funny because I'm so invested in your son's life. I <laughs> I, watch, I watch them play the organ. You know, I watch what they're doing. I don't know what the word is for the the kind of, I'm going to say boating. I'm going to butcher this. I know he does something. No, that's exactly, you're right. Oh, is it? Bo- okay. So so I would like to know, one, like what a day in your life is like, and I'm sure that varies, and and how your kids got exposed to the things that they're into now. Um, well, um, the, the days vary. The, the child who was an organist is no longer a child. He's 20 years old. He's a grown man. And he wow. is actually at the Curtis Institute of Music. He got into a really, really good school and 
um, he was very interested in not having any debt after he went to school. And um, because he's there at the Curtis Institute of Music, he will not have any debt. So that's really fantastic. Nice. Um, yeah. But so he's he's not he's not with us most of the time. But because we're having this interesting pandemic, he is at home um, right now. People used to ask me, are you going to homeschool college, too? And I would laugh. Um, but our son is, in fact, homeschooling college. right now. <laughs> so um, but let me tell you what we did today. Um, today, um, our younger son, Ben, who is 16, um, he's the rower. He's the oarsman. Um, he likes to wake up at six o'clock in the morning and I hear him rustling around upstairs every morning at six o'clock. And by six 30, we're at the gym because he does all of that rowing. And, um, so we go and we run and then he does his rowing and I do, um, I do my flexibility and mobility work. And then he comes home and he gets his, his things done, but because he's 16, he's already got ideas about what he's going to do with his time. And so he manages his own day and I'm managing my own day and we're sort of running parallel to one another, but I'm not really all that directly involved with what he's doing because he's found classes that he wants to take. And so, for example, on Monday, he takes Latin on Monday mornings. Wow. Um, and then um, he might go ahead and do some driver's ed on Monday afternoon. I mean, there's, there's, all, there's all kinds of stuff that he will do on Mondays. Tuesdays, he will do... Um, his American literature class, and then he will do another class. Um, it, it's um, it's American history, and then he will do his algebra two class. So he has all of these things. And then um, on Tuesday he also does Swedish, and then on Tuesday he's also got a barbell class. So there's there's he's got a very very full um, a very very full Tuesday, and he's also got a very very full Thursday. But he's really on top of his own time, and. I, I think that the reason that he is that way is because he saw his brother on top of his own time. And he knows that what, what, what we do in our family is we, we manage our own time. We, we have goals, we meet them. Um, we have this funny little thing that we do in our family. We all do very hard things. Um, just the other, just the other week, Don did a 50 mile mountain bike ride. Wow. Uh huh. Um, and, so he kind of he, he kind of tagged out, and the three of us are looking at him, going, "Well, that's a crazy thing to do. That was really remarkably difficult." And so now it's someone else's turn to do something really, really hard. So I did a, a small hard thing last week. I got into some very, very cold water. I did some cold water exposure for an extended period of time. How long? And, um, I was just in the water for about five minutes. But and that's a long time if it's ice cold. Water. Too long. <laughs> yeah. And then so I got out and went into the whirlpool, warmed back up, and then went back out into the into the cold water. And um, it, Ben, the 16-year-old, saw me doing this, and he thought, oh, man, Mom did something hard. And so now he's doing cold exposure. He's um, going to show you up. <laughs> well, this is what we do. And um, um, our, our older son, Oak, he plays the organ and he's constantly doing things. And, you know, he's, he's always giving concerts and putting on tuxedos and doing things. And we're all always looking at him like, really, did you just have to raise the bar again? <laughs> this is, this is what we do as a family. We sort of have this friendly rivalry amongst ourselves. And let me, let me uh, take advantage of that. Cause you've got a very interesting story, but a lot of parents look to you because you've been very public over the years through the libertarian homeschooler sharing, you know, about your family, but also kind of, I'll, I'll say consulting and advising and, and kind of advocating maybe for 
you know, giving kids the, this freedom and empowering them. And so I want to spend our remaining minutes making sure that we kind of get some of your advice and, and your thoughts that can benefit the families listening. Let me maybe first stock, uh, start by asking you about uh, what you've mentioned already. Uh, so often in schooling and even in, in homeschooling for many people, we create this like fictional world for children where learning is, you know, curriculum and books and tests and activities and worksheets and schedules and all this kind of stuff. And then, oh, hey, now you're an adult. Okay, now go learn in unstructured environments and whatever you want and with no boundaries and, and so forth. And I have long felt, and what we try and do with my kids, is that they need exposure to the authentic human experience of learning, which is unstructured, which is curiosity-led, which is, you know, comes in spurts and starts and so forth. And so do you, do you share that view? And if so, you know, why do you think it's important that other families consider uh, providing their children that type of educational freedom at a younger age? Well, that's exactly what we do. And the reason that we do it is because our older son was, uh, he had ideas about what he wanted to learn. I had ideas about what I wanted to teach him, but what he wanted to learn, it was different from what I wanted to teach him. And I can, I can, you can, you can try and teach someone all you want, but it's sort of like throwing marshmallows at their head and calling it feeding them. Um, (laughs) It that's, that's a different thing. So he had ideas about what he wanted to learn and he had a lot of patience with me when I was throwing marshmallows at his head. But there came a point where you could tell that he was just at his wit's end with me and he wanted to be done with my teaching and he wanted to begin his learning. Those are different things. Yeah. So um, a person really needs to be allowed to do their learning, whatever that, whatever that might be and whatever that might look like. And I don't think that that time is ever wasted. And he taught me that pretty quickly, but I had to learn it again with my second child. And I realized that I had to learn it again with him when I said, what's the best way for me to teach you something if I need to teach you quickly? And he said, you know, the best way for you to teach me something is not necessarily the best way that I learn something. And I thought he's figured it out too. And he's going to have to teach me how he learns and what he wants to learn. And I thought that I had already picked up that lesson, but I think with each child, we have to learn it again. Um, each child needs to learn their things in their particular way. And I think as parents, we really want to do the right thing. And we want to, to be very careful about, um, about making a really good scaffolding for them. Um, but when we give them the space to do their own learning, it serves them so well um, as they get older. And as they, they're going to have to decide for themselves, um, how am I going to spend my time? What am I going to do? When am I going to do it? What really interests me? And here's a really important um, thing that a child needs to know. What do I really not ever want to study? Hmm. Um, So all of these things, in in my experience, are learned um, best by a child independently. That doesn't mean that you abandon them. That means that you you watch what they're doing. And when they seem to hit on something, on a a sweet spot, they sort of they sort of catch fire. You can see it, and you feed that. You stoke that little fire. Whatever that little fire is, stoke it. And even if you think I cannot believe I am stoking this particular fire, do it because they're, <laughs> they're learning something about themselves and the way that they learn and what is interesting. Um, and you, boy, it sure did take me a long time to finally decide that my older son should get organ lessons. 
I thought that he would outgrow it. I thought that he would be a, a, a pianist, but he told me when he was six years old, I'm going to be an organist. And I didn't leave him until he was about 16 and going off to, um, going off to school to be an organist. So sometimes it's a slow learn, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So what would you say to parents who are scared to do this, right? Because I think a lot of parents think, how is my child going to learn how to read if I let them decide? Or how are they going to learn how to do math? Or how are they going to learn science? What would be your advice to those parents who are, are kind of scared to let their children kind of teach them what they want to learn? Um, I, mean, I, think that, I think that that is a reasonable thing to have running through your mind. And I want you to know that it doesn't stop you will always second guess yourself and you will second guess yourself, not because you have reason to second guess yourself, but because you're good parents. And you're always going to be a little bit concerned and a little bit afraid that you're not doing everything that you should be doing. That doesn't mean that you're not. And it doesn't mean that your child isn't learning. It just means that that's what a parent's mind does. Just when you hear that, you hear that tape in your head, um, how are they going to, and then, you know, insert skill here when you hear that, no, you know, acknowledge it. Oh, there you are. That's, there's that worry again. And then just keep going there. If, if, if you see that your child is really struggling with something that they need, if, if your child is 14 years old and is still struggling with reading, yeah, it is, it, that needs to be addressed. Um, if, if, um, if your child is seven and is struggling with reading, give them a little bit of time. And a final question for you as we wrap up, and I want you to talk to the kids who are listening. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of them are probably unlike your son who knew from the age of six he wanted to learn the organ, and instead they don't really know what they want to learn. They're not quite sure yet what their passion is. They haven't yet figured out, you know, with laser focus what they want to, you know, learn deeply and be committed to. It, what should those children be doing um, what should they be, you know, asking their parents for help with? How, how should they be pursuing education and knowledge and enrichment if they haven't quite yet figured out what their kind of focus is or will be? If you have not yet figured out what you are going to do or what you're supposed to do, that's great. That means that you're still supposed to be looking at everything. It's a wonderful thing to not know what you want to do at six years old. Um, it's, it's terrific that you have got lots of time to go out and to be looking at everything and experiencing all kinds of different things. There are going to be a handful of things that you think, oh, I'm good at that. You are particularly well suited for a number of different things, like your actual physical body type, like our younger son, he's really, really tall and he's really, really strong. And I thought, oh, he could play basketball. And I thought, nope, he wouldn't like basketball. And I said, do you think that you'd like to try rowing? And he showed up at the rowing club and lo and behold, everybody was about as tall as he was. I thought, oh, I've landed in the land of the giants. <laughs> he has, he has these, these particular things that he was given, like a piece of land. You're like a piece of land. Um, maybe you're Florida and maybe you're made to grow oranges or maybe, um, maybe you're the Canadian prairie and you're meant to grow grains. We don't know. And so you have to try a lot of different things. If you try and grow grains in Florida, you're probably not going to have a really great time of that. And if you try to grow oranges in the windswept prairies of Canada, that's not going to work real well either. But you need to try. So you're going to put down a whole lot of different kinds of seeds and a lot of different kinds of plants. And some of them are going to grow really, really well on this piece of land, which is you. And 
cult, it's going to be, you're going to feel it and you're going to be able to cultivate those things. And you're going to think, this is a weird thing to be growing, but that's who you are. And when you find that thing that you're really, really good at doing, go ahead and follow it. It may seem very strange. And you're going to think, there's no way in the world I'm ever going to make a life out of this. You don't know that. That's what you are supposed to be doing for whatever reason. There's something that you're supposed to be doing. There's something that's going to grow really, really well on the plot of land with your name on it. That was so beautiful, Anna. It was such a pleasure to have you on to talk to you about this. It honestly made me, I think the next date I go on, I'm going to tell whoever I'm going to date with, like, all right, we're homeschooling or nothing if you're going to marry me. <laughs> right. That's right. We homeschool or, or we go Dutch on the <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Anna, thank you so much for joining us. It was such a pleasure. It was Thanks, my Anna. Thanks, guys. Well, I thought that last piece was especially great advice. So hopefully the kids out there are listening. You, you know, you don't have to have it all figured out. And even the parents, like so often as homeschooling parents or even parents of public school kids, it's hard to know what your kids are going to become, what their interests are, what you need to do as a parent to support them. We're all just figuring it out together. And I think we need to give one another room and freedom and forgiveness to say, Every day is different. We're going to go one step at a time. That was just a really empowering message. So I'm glad we could have her on. So am I. And again, it was I got to meet her in Atlanta and it was so good to see her and her kids and see how great they are. So really good episode. Really glad to have her on. Totally. Well, until next time, Brittany, we'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.